Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. It's the beginning of the end. Da, da, da. Final season begins. That angers me that he can't fold that pizza. I had the same note. Wait, do you but, not like that part of the movie? Because that's, no, that's no, no, the no. movie. No. I thank God every day I know the lyrics to enter the same man. After brutal dumping. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I took a brutal dump. <laughs> Guten Tag, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, we want to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Find us! Our podcast is available on all platforms with a backlog of 200 episodes for your listening pleasure. Oh, yeah. I surprised you there with my Guten Tag. You did. I, I liked it. There you go. It was well, a nice so what's going on? <laughs> uh, nothing. Uh, you know, I just kind of broke up with my girlfriend, found out she was cheating on me. Well, you got dumped. Like you didn't break up. You got dumped. Got dumped. Yes. And, uh, you got dumped by a girl who you were way out of her league anyways. Yes. So, I mean, she was right she was to break up with league. you. Yes. Not my league. Wait, uh, my, our leagues are not the same, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what? But no, you said it wrong. She, you're way out of her. No, she's way out of your league. league. Right. I apologize. Yeah. She's way out of your league. And then, you know, I went to a party and they made a song about it. And then I went to Europe to try to find my girlfriend, my real girlfriend. But to to be fair, her boyfriend's really Superman. So, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'm mixing films and TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing Euro Trip. That's right. Butler, what's Euro Trip about? Well, funny you should ask that. After a brutal breakup at a high school graduation party for Uh, dumping. That's not what my synopsis says. Fine, I'll I'll edit it. After brutal dumping. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I took a brutal dump. <laughs> after a brutal breakup at a high school graduation party, Love Lorne Ohio teen Scott Thomas goes on a quest of course across Europe to find his sexy German pen pal, Micah. Micah? Micah? Micah. Micah. Joining him are his brainless buddy and a pair of twins they meet up with in Paris. Scott's quest does not turn out to be easy, however, and the backpackers become embroiled in many farcical situations as they hop from country to country. Oh, farcical situations. Right. This person did not watch the movie. Somebody told me about this film, so I wrote the synopsis. <laughs> uh, Eurotrip has a runtime of 92 minutes. Now, to be fair, we watched the unrated version of Eurotrip, so that is the 92 minutes. It, yes. I believe the rated version the rated r version is 90 minutes so we saw the unrated version so for those out there if you've seen the unrated version then you'll know what we're talking about uh rated r <laughs> production oh, excuse me rated unrated production budget <laughs> was 25 million dollars release date was friday february 20th 2004 opening weekend was six million dollars domestic 17.7 million international 4.8 million for a worldwide total of 22.6 million dollars Production company was the Montecito Picture Company, and it was distributed by DreamWorks Pictures. Came out on the 20th, went up against in a wide release, Welcome to Mooseport. I believe that was Gene Hackman's last film, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen and Against the Ropes. Uh, you also had a wide release on the 25th, the week, um, the Wednesday after, which is probably where most of the people went and saw this, saw this film instead, was The Passion of the Christ. Uh, I don't think anyone watched that movie. 
I worked <laughs> the Passion of the Christ in terms of when I was a movie theater manager. And uh, oh, yeah, people came. <laughs> <laughs> On the 27th, that Friday, you had a wide release of Twisted, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. People did not go to that movie. <laughs> and Club Dread. The week before the 13th of February, you had 51st Days in a wide release. That was the only film that came out that day. That's actually, I think, an underrated Adam Sandler film. But anyways, moving on. This film was directed by, its movie is actually directed by Jeff Schaefer, Alec Bird, and David Mandel, who also wrote this film. But Schaefer's the only one that can get the credit. So directed by Jeff Schaefer, who's on the TV show The League and Kirby Enthusiasm. So can only one of them get credit? I think that the other two, I'm guessing, are not DGA members. Okay. So, so I was going to say like why. the Russo brothers and stuff like well, that. Well, you have to remember the DGA. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's why. That's why. Okay. So this is written by Alec Berg, David Mandel, and Jeff Schaefer. Like I said, Schaefer's in The Cat in the Hat, Shark Tale, and Bruno. These are the films he wrote. Or, uh, David Mandel has, was part of the, I believe he was part one of the creators of the TV show Veep. He's also written for SNL. And Alec Berg has uh, created and written for Silicon Valley and Barry that's out right now on TV. So you probably, when I say Berg, and I, you, if you've seen Barry, you kind of know what his, you see at the end of all every episode, his mm-hmm. uh, little um, company, the production company that he's part yeah. of. Right. Cinematographer was David Egby, who's done Mad Max, Pitch Black, and Scooby-Doo, the uh, obviously the live-action version. Composer was James L. Venable, who's done Jersey Girl and the TV show Clarence. Edited by Roger Bondelli, who's done Bye Bye Love, Anna and the King, and uh, TV episodes for Cougar Town. And then produced by Berg, Mandel, and uh, Jackie Marcus Schaefer, who is the wife of Jeff Schaefer, and also Daniel Goldberg. Berg has directed The Dictator, excuse me, produced The Dictator. Barry, Silicon Valley, like I mentioned. Goldberg has done Meatballs from the 80s, everybody. Private Parts, Old School, and the Hangover Trilogy. So you can guess why he produced this one. Uh, Mandel has done The White House Plumbers, which is coming out, I believe, on HBO Max and the TV show Veep. And then Schaefer, Jackie Schaefer, uh, Jeff Schaefer's wife, has produced the TV show The League, but also she did the produce the movie Disturbia. So this film doesn't have a huge cast, just the main uh, five people or four people. And then, you know, the, the girlfriend, Fiona and Micah, the, uh, the, random the girlfriend cameos. to be. Yeah. And then random cameos. Right. So Scott Mecklowicz plays Scott Thomas. He's in Mean Creek, Peaceful Warrior and Waiting for Forever. Jacob Pitts plays his friend Cooper from the TV show Justified, the TV show Sneaky Pete and the movie 21. Michelle Trachtenberg plays Jenny. She's in obviously Dawn from Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. She's in Harriet the Spy, the film and the movie 17 again. Travis Webster is Jamie. They're the two cousins. They're the, excuse me, not the cousins. They're the twins, Jenny and Jamie. He's in the movie LBJ and the TV show Ghost Facers. Kristen Crook as Fiona, the boy, the girlfriend that breaks Scott's heart. She's in the TV show Smallville, hence my reference to Superman. And she's Chun-Li in Street Fighter, the legend of Chun-Li. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, she probably wants to forget about that, too. Jessica Boris plays Micah. She's in the TV show Storm of Love. I don't know if that's a... Uh, German show because she seemed to have a lot of German credits or European credits. And you had Matt Damon in here as Donnie, who's the guy that sings the song that we'll talk about that <laughs> is with Fiona. You had Vinnie Jones in here as Mad Maynard for an Armisen as creepy Italian guy. These are their these are their actually their role titles. Uh, Lucy Lawless as Madame Vandersex. Dietrich Bader as Mugger and Jeffrey Tambor is uncredited as Scott's dad. I was surprised he was uncredited. Nah, he probably, the other he's not in it that long. He probably did like a one day at work, two days True, at work. Yeah. yeah. All right, Butler. I have seen this film before. You have as well, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Uh, not quite a few times. 
I've seen it probably twice all the way through, maybe once or twice little pieces. I suspect you like this one quite a bit, right? I still thought it was really funny. I liked it a lot. There's a couple of things where I was like, I'm obviously you can't do this movie anymore. No, but there are a couple of things where I was like, you really can't like show this on TV anymore, or you have to cut those things out. Like they say the they say the R word a couple of times. Um, Yeah, whatever. There's a Hitler kid. That's just yeah. Which I was that was like one of the few bits where I was like, that's not really that funny. Didn't need to be in. I wasn't a huge fan of the jacuzzi bit. No, well, that's the thing is, I had never seen the jacuzzi bit because that's the this unrated. is the unrated version, right. and that bit is not in the movie right. at all. It's a little, it's a little different. I think he just comes up. It's like filmed a little different because at the end he gets thrown with a pool skimmer over his head, right, 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 back into the party after he's in the jacuzzi with the girl saying, "Oh, you have something on your tit," yeah, um, just so we could see it for too long. Which I'm sure I would have loved, you know, back in 2004. That's well, that's I think that this movie is going to highlight the differences between our ages because you saw it at a very formative time of your life. I'm oh, sure. sure. Yeah. You know, like I saw uh, this. that scene I had never seen before. Until sure. now. Oh, no, I got you. Yeah, I yeah, meant yeah, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So like when I every other time I had seen the movie, I believe he comes out of frame and just goes like, oh, this is actually a catchy song. Right. You don't know what he did. So like that was definitely like just there. I do like his line right before he sees the boobs, which is just like he, he opens up the hedges and goes, here's your R rating. And then I understand why they might have cut it from the. It's just too much. Sure, it was probably even too much back then. They were just like this. This, this should not be in the movie. Well, that's probably one of the things that they got flagged when they sent oh, it to yeah. the NBA. Because yeah. I mean, there's a lot of nudity in the film, but that like scene in general is just like mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. overall, yes, I I do still like this film more than just for all all the uh, the nudity that's in it. <laughs> uh, I still think it's really funny. There are a bunch of parts that still made me laugh. Sure, a bunch of quotes I still like. Uh, I got the impression that you. Do not like this film, no. or maybe you maybe once did and no longer do. Uh, but yeah, I got the feeling that you uh, hate this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, you're accurate. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say like I do have notes, so don't worry. It's not a Rango situation, so calm down. <laughs> no, because uh, you hate this Rango, you felt nothing. Well, that's the thing. Um, I my I don't. I, I to be fair, I really don't know how I my real reaction to it when I saw because I saw this long uh, at 2004. Right. I know I wasn't a huge fan of it to start. So I know that it wasn't like when I watched it, I was just like, all right, like I like the song. Scotty doesn't know. I have the right. song in my playlist. It's a funny song. <laughs> I like that moment. I like that's Matt Damon up there singing. Like, that's great. All that stuff is fun. But I just, I know I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie back then. Watching it now, I just, I, I just, I had, I had real problems with a lot of the, a lot of the stuff. And I mean, I, I will get into it. Um, you I'm gonna sanction. You can't sanction their buffoonery. Well, let me put it this way: <laughs> I I like sex comedies. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. You know, <laughs> there are sex comedies that are done well and that are that are done appropriate, not even appropriate that are done well. You know, the problem is that in in these type of films, I think what's lost a lot of times on these type of sex comedies or any kind of comedy is you still have to make me. I still have to relate to the main character. I still have to want them to quote unquote win. You know what I mean? Like I still have to, I want that. I need to want that. It can't just be a movie of just absurd sexual uh, experiences and events that I'm supposed to laugh at. And then on top of it, it's supposed to almost be about ugly Americans because that's the original title for it about these guys that are just so obnoxious and whatever. So I just think that, what this movie fails to do on, on many levels and on the most for me is that I don't really root for the main character. I don't root for any of the characters. I don't like Cooper. I don't like his face. 
I don't like his. <laughs> I don't like his he, he look he 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 always he has this like smile where it's he's always like at the beginning of eh, like like it just feels like just a, like he looks like a guy that is going to be arrested in 10 years for sexual harassment or insider trading or nothing good like i just don't think his, he's going to be arrested for beating up that robot guy maybe right. but i just <laughs> i don't like i don't like cooper the character of scott is supposed to be the straight guy we talk about this all the time in comedies it's supposed to be the straight guy so things need to happen to him in this movie he needs to be like the lovable loser but he does a lot of the stuff himself. right yeah and he, he ends up doing stuff that that is really meant for cooper I thought the same thing watching this through. I thought he wasn't enough of the straight man. Right. There were a couple of things that I didn't remember him doing or I maybe remember Cooper doing or maybe like he wasn't so like he was more pushed into it. But right. he's an active participant and he's a lot cooler than he should be. Right. And because that, he started off like, oh, you're a loser. You're so predictable. But he's kind of a cool guy. Right. Which is he's too cool. But like like that at the party, like he's not made fun of. He's not. You know what I mean? He's, no, he's not like, like, hey, what's going on? He's not the guy tied up to the pole. Right. Right. So, uh, Yes. He's not that. And the whole, and just to kind of go through the other two characters, I don't, the twins don't have, they're, to their credit, they're, they're pitched as an ensemble, but the twins really just have a secondary character arcs. And they're not even like really fleshed out well, pardon the pun. They're right. not really, and like the whole stuff with putting Cooper and Jenny together at the end, Jenny, Jamie, what, I got her name wrong already? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Like I didn't like that at all. At all. Oh, like this movie, like, listen, we've watched enough movies and we know the formula enough where the girl that he, Scott is supposed to be with is Jenny. Do you know what I mean? The one girl in the group that is with the group like that's I, but, but, but that's I know I it's a know. trope. I know it's, it's a trope. It's such a trope, though. But you don't even do the trope. You don't you don't need to do the trope. Yeah. So I, I like I don't like that they end up together. They should have just had a fling Cooper and Jenny and like they don't need to be together at the end of the movie. I just don't, I don't like, well, but like I don't the like whole Cooper. thing is like, he sees her as a dude. Yeah. He's but it, nice. but it's like, like, that's the thing. Like that running gag isn't, it, it wears thin. The running gag that Cooper has like, this is not where I parked my car. Like that is, I mean, okay. Once you don't remember that. He says it the first time when he jumps into the jacuzzi. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. But he says, says it, it like four other times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, it wasn't. That's I mean, like his shtick. I can, I can understand if someone's like, oh, that's a pretty funny line to jump the cruise. Okay, fine. Well, I think the whole thing is Cooper's kind of annoying. So that's, yeah. that's in there. Yeah, he is but annoying. Cooper gets his comeuppance when he goes to Vondersex. He doesn't. I mean, like, it's not enough for me. How about that? He gets his that's, balls beat and then he gets dildoed by like eight yeah. different but at that, But at that point. <laughs> or though, four dildos in a feather. But at that point in the film, I've already been bombarded with these like, and and listen, I get it. Tasteless, some tasteless jokes work, but if they, for some people, but if they don't work, then it just becomes jokes that I don't want to see anymore. And then there's just more of it. And it's just, it just doesn't. So I don't think you like the jokes. I don't think, you like I don't the think they're, I don't think they're as funny. I don't, I can give you better examples in other films. Don't, don't put me on the spot, but I can give you better <laughs> examples in other films. Like, like, let's just talk about American Pie for a second. It's ridiculous that he fucks the pie in American Pie. It's ridiculous. But American Pie, if you actually but, watch it, isn't that ridiculous but, of a but film. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Leading up to that, to a point where a teenager does it, like why he does it, because his friends are pressuring him. Like, like you build that character of, of in American Pie. Sure. You build up to understand that. There's no buildup of these characters so that I can just like, like understand why they would make these choices. Like the character of Jamie just... He's getting a blowjob in the back alley, which makes no freaking sense because to this girl. Like, like they go to this like mythical land of 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 um Amsterdam, where apparently everybody is horned up. That's the that's the whole thing. They play they play up every bit of in England's the soccer hooligans are ridiculous. 
in um when they go to Amsterdam, everyone's like smoking weed and it's oversexed. You know, in Germany, it's overly you know Nazi-ish. Okay. The Eastern Eastern European is terrible. Sure, but like that's yeah. not. But that's so. But don't you think that that's not a great way to characterize those locations in Europe? The whole point is that's how Americans are douchey and see everything. But that's but see, here's the thing: that's not the characters. That's the filmmakers saying that. That's not the characters going in thinking that and being proven wrong, because that's like that's the filmmakers doing sure. that. And the, so the filmmakers are basically saying like, this is what it's like over there. Don't you think that that's a little like, but then all the Americans are douchey assholes too. So it's like, but, no but, one comes out clean in this movie. Like everybody's well, kind of made but, fun of. Equally. But why should they, but why should the areas that they're talking about be made fun of? Like why, like why are they the butt of the jokes? Because. Like I get why the Americans would be the butt of the jokes because they're ugly Americans. They don't know any better and they assume sure. certain things, but they should be proven wrong in the Maybe film. Maybe everybody sucks. But yeah, see, I don't see, I don't, I don't agree with that logic you're saying. Because I understand what you're saying about the Americans, sure. but that's them. Those are characters in a sure. movie. The filmmakers are making an active choice to tell you that everyone in Europe is, is we're, we're stereotyping them and this is what they're like. And that's pretty kind of, I don't want to say risky, but pretty lazy. I don't, I just don't think it's as funny as they think it is. I, I don't think it's as funny as, I'm not trying to tell you that okay. like I'm offended and I'm never going to watch this movie again and I'm going to pick it against it, but it's kind of not, I don't think it's as, like though. Well, because I don't think it's as funny as, as everyone thinks it is. I don't think it's as funny as you think it is, but that's fine. That's my opinion. That's, funny. You, you can love it. <laughs> so tell me something you really love in the film and I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Oh, this is going to be a fun podcast. Well, I'm not, I'm going <laughs> to tell you my, I'll tell you like my thinking behind it and not saying you're wrong, but I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Um, let's see. So the Scottish soccer hooligans, I think, I or one of the because like, what do you like about them, Vinnie Jones and all? That. I, I like Vinnie Jones. Eh? Okay, so I, I like how over the top they are. I like how he just randomly sings the song and it ends up being the right song. I don't, I don't mind that. That's fine. They're breaking bottles. The fact that they're going, they go to Paris first and they're driving because right, they beat up the French. They, they chase the French. Yeah, the French yeah, 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 yeah. Which, but technically, this movie was ninety five percent of it was shot in Prague. So they, they kind of so no. I'm just letting you know. It, back then, so many movies were made in Prague. No, I got you. Yeah, well, that's why they did it for cheap. Back then, it was Prague. Now it's Georgia. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like when they're driving on the wrong side of the road and he's yelling at everybody to get on the sure, right side of the sure. road. Uh, I thought that was funny. I like Fred Armisen's character, the, the Italian creepy guy. Italian Miss, guy. Miscuzzi, Miscuzzi. Right, right. I thought that was funny. So tell me why I'm wrong about it. No, I, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I like the the line. And I know it's a Cooper line, so you probably don't like it. But I like when he asks. I keep, I keep, I'm terrible with the characters' names. I like when he asks Jamie, you think you can go when they go to the nudist beach, you think you can go an hour without your uh, currency collapse me bag? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's just and then they go line. to the nudist beach, but it's all guys. And they read the notes that it's like. All the girls leave because the creepy tourists are there and they all want to see boobs. That, that's actually in the. F- f- is it's in the Freedman's Guide or whatever. Is it in the guide or is it in the, is it in a brochure they have? I don't remember. Oh, it might be in a brochure they have. Yeah. And then yeah. They, they talk about going back to the statue. Right. But I, and I like that they show all the, all the guys are there. And like when they finally, Jenny's finally there, she's about to take off her top. And Jamie's like, no. And all the guys are obsessed with after her. I mean, I mean, she's like, you know. Like seventeen, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, she's the same age as me. So when I watched this movie, I was feel so like I was big on Michelle Trachtenberg. So, so, so you obviously. were big on her making out with her brother? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is funny when they look at each other and they scream. But I do like before that. I like the absinthe scene, even though absinthe doesn't actually cause you to hallucinate. Well, that was it's an old wife. That was the big thing. Yeah, yeah I know. That's it's actually like the amount of wormwood up. is dangerous in European absinthe. Sure, sure. But if you get it in America, it's got less wormwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually quite like absinthe. But the green fairies in there, I like. 
I don't like the green fairy at the end in his line. I don't think that's funny. Uh, is that part, like, was that in the original or was that in the unrated version? Do you know when he comes? I don't remember him ever saying it and saying the end, but it might be in the original. I just don't remember. I don't know, the yeah. green fairy is definitely like, hey, are you feeling anything? I can't feel shit. Oh, when they're, when they're talking, that yeah. part's in the movie. I always thought that was funny. Is that it's a funny, little less is, funny now that I know it was? Is that funnier about. than the the B scene in the Nice Guys? Because that's kind oh, of no. the B scene in the Nice Guys hilarious. Gotcha. That's because the B is so well. I known. just want to gauge what you think is funny here. Oh, I'm the B awesome. <laughs> Although I think the B scene is why my parents hate the movie in uh, Nice Guys. Really? Yeah, my parents hate. Don't, don't show them Eurotrip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've seen Eurotrip. So yeah, I like that stuff. I love the line when they're in Eastern Europe. We got no money. We got nothing. How much do we have? A dollar eighty-three American. What are we gonna get for that? Like, yeah, so I mean, like, I know what they're now. trying to say, but I'm just like, uh, that's okay. I yeah. put in my notes. Clearly, this was before we went to war with the Middle East, and now European dollars worth way more than yeah. What we got. I mean, and, and like. The idea that they 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 go back, they're going back home. Where are your passports? Like, I mean, well, give you just me, got to go to an embassy. Do you want the scene? Give where they me wait? that. You want the scene where they wait in line at the embassy to get their passport? Why not? Why can't they? They made a joke about everything else. Why can't they make a joke about that? They can't have somebody like, hey, the embassy came through. They can't give me a line. Throwaway <laughs> line, but who cares? But to see, that's the thing, Butler. It's see, a stupid king but comedy. That's the they, thing, but you want though, that but line? that's the, that's the thing. Like, that's what I don't like because that thinking. And I'm not saying you fall for that thinking, but that <laughs> thinking. Completely, uh, completely sh- shades this type of film as being something easy to write and easy to put together and easy to make. These movies are not easy to not to do well. I've American Pie, The Girl Next Door, American Pie Two, like these films, these sex comedies, sex, sex comedies from these. I'm not going to say Porky's. Porky's is completely inappropriate. <laughs> but these like sex comedies that are done right and make you fall in love with the characters. I don't think that you're comparing it to a film that I don't think this film is 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 or trying to be. I'm telling you that this film is not a good film, like a good put together story. How about that? It's not a good story. And you're telling me, yeah, but that doesn't matter because it's just funny. It's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a bunch of gags. This movie is supposed to be like more like Van Wilder than it is supposed to be, or even Porky's than it is supposed to be in American. I'd have to watch Van Wilder again. I, I actually don't like Girl Next Door. I don't think it's funny really. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's funny. I think it was just like ugh, I wasn't a big fan. That's fine. You're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think when you go into Eurotrip, you just have to know that it's not. I mean, yes, stupid fun, and I like you know me. I don't usually like these kind of movies. Like, I'm not a huge like. Porky's Van Wilder. I mean, Porky's is well done. Por- but like no, those aren't por- usually my type up. of Porky. Listen, it's a, it's, it's a funny movie, right? Porky's it's, it's, it's is a famous. movie that's from the eighties. Right, it should stay in the eighties. Yes. But like, if you watch Porky's now, I'm gonna tell you, you won't like it because Porky's is super inappropriate. I'm sure it is. But like, this is kind of in that vein, like Porky's Animal House, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, hold up. I haven't it, seen Animal House in a long time. Is it not a stupid comedy? No, Animal House is great. Please do not tell me you're gonna. This is no. That, that it's this a is stupid this comedy where it's just is, like. But this is nowhere near how over. great but Animal House is. No, that's that is opinion. the opinion of people who watch films, <laughs> Butler. This is the same kind of stuff you give all the time. Is that that's an opinion? That's a not. That's not a subjective Listen, opinion. You can like. I'm. I'm okay with you liking Eurotrip. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't offend me. <laughs> but you cannot have Eurotrip in the same conversation as Animal House. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. I'm putting it in there. That's ridiculous. That, it's a ridiculous comedy, and that's what this is. And I don't think American Pie and Girl Next Door are ridiculous comedies. I think American Oof, Pie, people man. think of American Pie as a ridiculous comedy. Sure, okay. But like we said, I guess it's got the pie scene. But okay. American Pie has a lot more story to it, a lot uh, more heart, a heart and yeah. thematics to it. Yep. And so does Girl Next Door, although I don't think it's as funny as 
I don't, I don't see. Think I don't see. Funny. The Girl Next Door is a sex comedy, but I'm not telling you it's like like a Wedding Crashers comedy where it's like you're laughing. I right. think it's got a lot to say. That's sure. That's, it's got it's a lot just to a different say. type yeah. of film. But I understand what you're saying. But I think Eurotrip falls more in like the the Van Wilder, the 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 vacations of just uh, well, maybe not vacations into, but like. You're talking okay, so you're saying that Eurotrip falls in line with more of the National Lampoon stuff that came after yes, the good stuff. The the Lampoon stuff. Those shit are those are shitty those films. Are, I'm not, but I even said vacation, like it's it's setting up to lampoon stuff. It's not setting up to tell a story with like thematic with heart. It's, it's there's not a lot to it. I'm not saying that there is. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending that. The story is weak. It's like Scotty has is a bad character. Not a bad character. We talk about he's, he's not, not the straight a strong guy. character. Right, right. He's not what he should be. He's not, he's not the he like we talked about. He's not somebody who stuff happens to him. It's right. a lovable loser. I'm not defending right. the story here. Right. But I'm saying that I think the jokes still land. And I think the jokes hold up enough. A decent amount of the jokes hold up enough uh, still that I think it still works as a comedy. It's a fun watch. But I'm not saying you're going to get anything. Eleva- it's not an elevated comedy. You're not getting anything from this. Well, <laughs> see, when you say elevated comedy, because I have this. This is not with you, but. Yeah, like elevated horror, elevated comedy. It's like, you mean just well-written? Like, that's what that, to me, that's what I think. That I means. mean, thematic, People, where the theme is just as important as the jokes. Right. Well, we just talked about, we just talked about how, like, the, the term, like, torture porn. Like, sure. you know, like for horror films where it's just like, it's just people getting messed up and that's what people want to see. Sure. So to me, this film is like, what's the, is the equivalent of torture porn for a comedy? Would you probably say that? Well, you said teenage sex comedy. That's what I. But teenage sex comedy yeah. I've seen done, like. I'm, but like, I, I haven't seen Van Wilder in forever, so I don't. I can't. I know you keep mentioning, it, and that's great. It's, it's I just don't. I don't have any reference to Van Wilder. When I watched it the first time, that was funny. But then I watched it again. I was like, eh. But right. um, like when you say American Pie, I know it is a sex comedy because it's a coming. But I think it's more like a coming of age comedy. Sure. Okay. Whereas when I hear sex comedy, I think of something like this. What's the one with uh, what's Sex Drive? Was that the one with Seth Green when he's the Amish person and they? Is that sex drive? I don't know. If, I know what you're talking about. I right. Because that, that's kind of like uh, something where I don't remember too much of the movie. I know the kid that was in the last season of The Office is in it, uh, who's also in Hot Tub Time Machine. The first one or the second one? I don't know. Um, I never saw the second. I don't, that's not good. Uh, that's no, terrible. Uh, so. Sex drive, 2008. But yeah, that's. Sex drive, 2003. No, it's the one with uh, Josh Zuckerman, Amanda Crew, Clark. Right. That's kind of. And I don't remember a lot of that as well. How about this? Let me give me give this for me, for me, sure. for me, everybody, <laughs> everybody that is in their mid thirties that grew up watching this as a 17 year old and ran right home to the bathroom afterwards. This is not, I'm not, this is about me, not you. It doesn't mean that's what I did when I watched that. You're like all perverts. Jokes. You're all perverts, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, from this movie, it feels like when you watch the Fairly brother films, like a movie like Kingpin, and you have the scene in Kingpin where he, he milks the cat, he milks the bull besides the cow, like <laughs> yep. that stuff. Like that gross out stuff in all the Fairly Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like it's all the gross out stuff, all that type of comedy. And that's it. There's not like in those Fairly Brothers movies, you get the heart for the main characters. Like something about Mary is a great film because Ted's a loser and we we fall in love with that. We want Ted to win. But like in the film, there's really like gross sex, sick stuff that makes right. us laugh. This film feels like it's all that. And there's no heart sure. and there's no people I root for. Uh, I'm but not that's the saying, problem for me. For me. I'm not saying it's anywhere near as good as the Fairly Brothers. No, I'm not comparing it. I'm just but trying to tell you like what I, I'm I understand. referencing. Yeah. But I understand. Like that's like when I said Animal House, I'm not saying it's as good as Animal House. The same you, with the Fairly you, Brothers. You're goddamn like, right you're not. Like <laughs> I love like something about Mary I have to watch. I haven't seen that in years. No, I know, right? It's but good like, though. It's great. Um, it's a great film. I just get the beats with the Franks. Sorry. 
But like me, myself, and Irene, I love and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. It's just yes, those are dumber, but they have they have heart and they usually have a story. But that's the thing. There's there's always that goofy stuff in there, like you're yeah. saying. But there's always other stuff in there. Sure, I'm not saying Eurotrip is a, a good film. I'm saying it's uh, a good film because I think the jokes. It's a funny film, which is why did I you just say I'm not saying it's a good film. I'm saying it's a good film because you're saying I'm saying I'm not saying it's a good film. You're not okay. It's a movie, but I'm movie. saying it's a good movie because right. it's got a lot of funny comedy. But I'm saying that yes, I, I'm, I'm not going to defend it from themes or characters. I don't hate Cooper as much as you hate Cooper. I just but I, like okay, you hate uh, Cooper. He's sure. just got that look on his face that I want to smack. I, I've, hey, I've met other hey, side characters that I've wanted to hit more than Cooper, but who? I'm just curious. Don't put me on the spot. No, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was just curious. But like there are other characters where I'm like, I'm, I know I've done it on the film before, where I'm just like, I hated them. I hate. Listen, them. I understand what you're saying. Like I like in movies, like when you have young kids and they're precocious kids, they're all, oh, we all love them. But like precocious kids in real life suck. Six, yeah, <laughs> they're so annoying. But he was always like the thing about Cooper is he's a little like oversexed, which you usually get one of those, and it's usually the the friend of the straight man. Sure. Which is like, that's like you said, stuff should be happening more to Cooper. Yeah. Um, but he was still there for Scott, Scotty. You know, he does pick on Jamie and Jenny a little bit, but he's not overly, he's still a good friend to them, I guess, I, in a way. I guess. I don't he's know. He's still their friend. Yeah. So I can't hate him quite as much. Mm -hmm. uh, but you are right about Scott. I can't say anything like, and Jenny and Jamie really don't have much to do. Exactly. Which I never thought about before, probably because I'm blinded by Michelle Trachtenberg a little bit. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, um, at least look out. I think she already knows that. <laughs> well, and then uh, <laughs> she doesn't. The thing is, like, the, while watching this movie, the guy who plays Jamie, I was like, he looks so familiar. He looks so familiar. He looks. Then I realized I've never seen him anything. He looks just like Huey from The Boys. Oh, he looks yeah. like tiny Huey. Oh, like uh, Dennis Quaid's kid. Yeah, yeah. Jack Quaid. Yeah, Dennis and Meg Ryan's kid. It's like yeah. that's where I've seen this guy before. He just looks a lot like somebody else. Looks like you look like somebody really more famous than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on your trip. <laughs> They all, the, most of the actors have Euro Trip listed as their number one movie. Like these, Scott, oh no, I know Jacob these Pitts, actors have gone on. To, I mean, they've maybe done theater. I mean, I'm Jacob Pitt's done more than I gotta be honest. Most. I'm really shocked that Trackingbird hasn't. I always done a think lot. the same thing, but who knows? I think she's really big in fashion as well. Whatever. So I think that's her thing. What's funny is one of my quotes here. One of my quotes. One of my lines here is, and I want to know if if you agree with this. It's like, so this is 2004. Buffy ends when did it? It's it's ends before this, right? I think it ends the year of this. Right. It's I almost feel like oh no, it ends the year before this because Angel ends. Okay, I almost feel like your generation witnesses the sexualization of Dawn Summers in this film. Like it almost feels like that. Like oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really awkward. That's how they advertised it. it was her yeah. taking her shirt off to try to get it's the really really awkward, really <laughs> awkward. Just, I just thought that was interesting. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. I, that was just one of my lines, like a, a viewing note of mine. Happens to all the young stars. No, I know. But there's still like when it happens and you're watching it, you're just like, oh, man, you're <laughs> Dawn. Come on. No, you're Harriet the Spy. You know, like that kind of yeah. thing. Well, but just your generation mostly because you grew up with her. Yeah. Well, I mean, thing. that's yeah. what they're doing with Millie Bobby Brown now. So it's like eh. it, it always happens. In yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like but well, the older you get, though, you start to you understand it. that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like, I'm just saying when you grow up with them, you don't realize that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Just run into the bathroom. You watch your trip. Not to me. <laughs> Maybe it's the vomit, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I find, you know, what I find funny is that well, not funny, but the 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 when you compare it to like so Cooper goes to is going to Europe. Because he wants to quote unquote get laid because the content is full of people looking to have sex. 
But in the movie Love Actually, he leaves England to go to America because, because apparently because because Americans are are just looking to have sex. They're just like, so which is it? Which one are we agreeing here? Well, he's saying Europe, that, Europe and like UK, maybe not Europe. I just think that's interesting, <laughs> you know, for people that watch Love Actually. So, <laughs> so is there anything in this film that you liked? Oh boy! Or like obviously you don't like it as a film. Is there are there any? Comedic parts, like what was your favorite like bit that made you maybe smile? Or the like, only line I'll tell you, the only line I laughed at was at the end with Jeffrey Tambor when he's like, "Oh, with the, the his son." Yeah, when he's like, um, she's like, "Oh, Thomas Scotty's doing this." He's like, "Oh, okay." Well, Scotty's not here. I wonder where Scotty's been. Scotty went to you yeah. Know, where, where's Bert? Fuck if I know. Like I, that, <laughs> that made me laugh, but that was like that's it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I don't. I didn't really laugh out loud for stuff. I just kind of watched it. I wasn't like watching like, oh, come on. Like I wasn't doing that, but I just, I just don't. I just wasn't. I just didn't like it. I, I wasn't, I didn't think it was as funny as you probably thought it was funny. I just didn't think I, I had problems. With, I talked about had problems with Cooper. Um, this is why Germany and France are always allies. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, the whole stuff with the, the whole stuff with Micah, I was just like, you don't deserve her. I know, but you didn't ask me that. You asked me what I liked. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. What do I, I like? I liked Matt Damon. I, like, I mean, it's obviously lip syncing. Like he's lip syncing to the point where, like, at the end of the song, he just starts screaming, but the the, the vocals are yeah, still going so on. I always, even when I first watched, oh, like, so we're just not hiding the fact that you're not you're not singing, but okay. So it's done by an actual band, right? Oh yeah, no, it's it a band. Spotify yeah, no, well, yeah. yeah, it's a real band. They, I don't know if they did it for the movie. I didn't. I don't think they did. I think it just happened to be like at around the same time, right? So they adapted it, which good. I mean, it blew up because of this, right? For them, no, no, that, but. I really, that's the only song I've had though. <laughs> Sometimes that's enough. Yeah. You know, the, the, the robot fight when, when they're waiting in line. For the yeah. Leaf. When Scott comes like it, it, it's good in the beginning. That's a Cooper fight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but we're Then it's not good. Then it's good again. But it's like, like I said, it's not Scotty's scene. It's Cooper's scene. That was, that's actually one of my notes is that should have been Cooper fighting the robot. Yeah. Because that's Scott. Scotty shouldn't it. be doing that because he's supposed to be predictable. Right. And that's not. Predictable. See what should happen in that scene is like Scotty needs to tell Cooper to stop and yeah, the robot hey. punches him. And Scotty gets beat up by the robot or forced to do the robot because or whatever, loses but he just gets, he, he suffers the consequences that of what Cooper's doing. Like that's what has to happen. Well, he, or he's just has to get sucked into things. Sure. He doesn't get sucked in. He actively goes for that when the pot brownies, he buys pot brownies. He should be yeah, like, hey that, guys, I don't think we should do the pot brownies. But that whole thing too, it's like put your pants back on. Wipe but that that whole thing, like the whole like like they eat a like I can't eat a full plate of brownies back then. A uh, full plate of pot pot brownies too would would murder would them. Murder, like, yeah, exactly. Kill it, but they'd be in the hospital thinking they were gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. That was it. That was the 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 the, the best line I laughed at was fuck. Where's Bert? Fuck if I know. Like that was the best thing. That was the best line. I mean, the whole stuff where Cooper's calling and. He gets the job promotion. That was all right. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Do you think that this is a staple of a lot of teen comedies? Sure. Or that, do you think that this trope is overdone? That parents don't know what's going on? Have, are oblivious? The oblivious parents. Oh, I always think that. Yeah. Do you think that that's like, I mean, you, you just to go back to American Pie, you don't really get that. It's a different type. Like the Eugene Livery father is not, he's not oblivious. Or he is, but he isn't. But he's he, just trying to relate to his son. And yeah. That. yeah. I just think the idea, like, they completely don't know that he's getting dumped. Like, all that stuff. Like, it just feels like it's 
And it's not there. This is not has anything to do with Eurotrip. This is in general. Or like they I, just don't care. At first I was like, oh, they don't know. And then I was like, maybe just don't care. Right. I just think that trope, it just feels like too much now. We see it all the time. I always think that. That's yeah. like the party scene. I rolled my eyes when the party began. Because again, just like Project X and right. you know every other movie you ever see, it's just like, it doesn't exist. My parents would be there. Someone would be yelling. Oh, yeah. Someone like, next to me home tonight. That. Yeah. 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 This is ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just like you said, it's so overdone. You just kind of roll with it. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, it is what it is. It's Hollywood. It's it's movie teenagers. No one has parents. Nobody's wondering where they Apparently. are. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they once have in like ragers. I mean, my high school class was small. So even like any like the skip day parties or like the graduation parties, like they were never that big. Right, right. It's right. a small class and then everyone breaks off into their own kind of social groups to have their party. Right. So you never that, really that happens that, in, that happens in adult life too. They just you you just you click with whoever you work with. Right. But yeah. I'm saying like these huge block parties or graduation. Sure. It's like I didn't have a class, but I know some classes are much bigger. It's just like it seems ridiculous. But you still hang out with the people you hang out with. Hey, what's oh, up? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You maybe run into other people. I mean, only very few people can can go between different social groups and say hi. It's social butterflies and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. No, that's so it's like that's just like you said, it's a trope, and it's just kind of like at this point, I'm just kinda like, all right. Yeah, it is what it is. Like I roll my eyes and I go, all right. It's, it's I, maybe it's because we got older, maybe because I'm a father, but like, uh, but we're older now we see it, but it's just like parents aren't that stupid. They, they know what I mean? Like whether they don't know, oh, yeah. going, you know, they know what's going on. Where's my son? He went to fucking Europe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I always like the movie, the house with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, because like, that's, that's just all movie. adults. Like, just like and the kids are kind of suffering. Yeah, but, but yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, what's funny because we talk about the movie, uh, it, it's called blockers now, but it used to be called cock blockers. Right. And they do try to do that with the parents and the kids. The problem is that the parents, I don't care about their story. I want the kids, the three girls in teen sex comedy, which you don't ever really get in movies anymore. Right. And you kind of like, you don't get enough of them because you're trying to do the whole thing with John Cena and the parents and stuff like that. You're like, you're ruining this part of the movie. That is your best part. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to have like their Euro trip cake and eat it too. They're sure. trying to do like this, like John Cena is the Euro trip part. We're just it's stupid gags. Right. And the girls in that movie are trying to be the American Pie coming of age. Right. Actual kind of thematic plot. Right. Yeah, I think you just need it was like it was 50 50 and you need like 70 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I actually like that movie. I like I guess it's called Blockers now, but I, I like Blockers because it's it was a they were trying to tell something that hasn't been told before. Blockers was fun. I like Blockers as well. I just think the, the parent stuff is just too much. But back to this story <laughs> <laughs> or whatever or lack of story. <laughs> so. Because they named it Eurotrip because they own Road Trip. And I got to be honest with you. I remember some stuff for Road Trip, but not a lot. And I don't remember if it was good or not. <laughs> I remember seeing Road Trip on like Comedy Central. Well, yeah. Yeah. I just remember like he sends an email or he sends a, something to his girlfriend and he has to stop her from reading it because she's not there yet or something. I don't know. And Tom Green's in it. That's all I remember. Yeah. Is Sean William Scott in that too? I think Sean William Scott is in that because Sean William Scott gets uh, his prostate checked like several times in the movie, like inadvertently, and he likes it. And it's like, that's the big so. thing. I remember that. I think I've seen that movie actually a couple Breck times. Breckenmeyer is the main guy. But see, that's the thing. Like, that's a movie where Breckenmeyer is the straight guy in that film, and everything's happening to Breckenmeyer. Right. That's what you need in this film. Um, and, and maybe. Maybe that's what I need in Eurotrip is just a little bit of that kind of format or that kind of formal style of storytelling to make me not hate everything else. Like it could be like you could like 
could you sit there and be like, Mike, but this on his own is legitimately funny. I go, maybe that's true. I go, but like, I can't, I've already been taken out of it story-wise that I can't just get back into it and like everything. You can, but I can't. So uh, maybe that's where the hang up is. I mean, maybe the fact that I remember it being funny when I watched it, when I was, but you still like it, man. So that's fine. Whatever. Well, that's the thing is like, because I had watched it back then, I'm just watching it for the jokes. Sure. Whereas if I had watched it, if you were like, hey, Europe is really fun. Like if you put it on the list and I had never seen it, maybe I'd have the same opinion you did now. I'd just been like, movie sucks because it's just funny gags. Because like I said, I usually hate movies like this. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm just like, it's stupid. It's stupid. Maybe you need to watch it in a couple of years. Maybe you need to, if you ha- if you ever have a family of your own, have maybe kids you need to watch it's like, it. Oh, yeah. it's stupid because these kids are yeah, maybe drinking you need to and watch it. sex. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I don't know. You see that? that? That could have married that girl, but I married your mother. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I will say like, since I've gotten older, like there are certain things that like, I can't like, I find hard to watch. Like if kids get in trouble in movies now, what do you don't, mean? Kids get in trouble. Like if kids kidnapped or kids in danger. Oh, kid kids. Okay. I, I don't yep. like that anymore in movies. You didn't like Dr. Kinda, Sleep then, did you? No. Well, the, the, but that's a great a scene, but it's great. It's a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, those, those kind of things now where I didn't care when I was younger. Sure. I was like, kill that kid. I don't care. As long well, as it's not a dog. Well, if, yeah, but now when yeah. I watch it now that I'm older, I'm like, that's a kid. If you ever, it's just like biological uh, thing. I if think. you ever have children, and that's not me pushing you to have children, but if you ever do, you just start crying at inopportune times and things. Now you just watch a commercial and you're just like, oh, you know, like, like that. So that happens. So I know you think you might be tough, but that's going to happen. So let me give you a couple of reviews. In review for, oh, well, some of them are good. In review for Salon, Stephanie Zacharek wrote, The giddy ridiculousness of Eurotrip is a pleasant surprise. The picture starts out slow and unsteady in its rhythms, but just when you begin to wonder if it's ever going to get funny or if it's going to be merely desperate all the way through, it lifts off like a wobbly helicopter and somehow it keeps flying. I don't remember. I don't understand that. <laughs> I think that's a good review of it. I mean, I think some of the stuff at the beginning is good, but I mean, it does get more ridiculous once they get past, I guess, Paris. So I, I can see that. I like the wibbly wobbly helicopter <laughs> comparison. That's actually a whimsical review. I quite like that. Ultra culture blogger Charlie Line wrote that Eurotrip is satire at its most brazenly self-loathing and audaciously entertaining. I should note that Line also uh, was part of a kind of like an event that showed this film in 2011, I believe, like kind of like like. Hey, let's see Eurotrip like kind of presented it. So sure. I think he's like a big fan of it. So just so that okay. And the New York Times Elvis Mitchell wrote that almost every girl in the movie with fewer than ten lines to speak has to take her top off. Yeah, that's pretty much yep. accurate, Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Um, so we haven't even talked about Micah. We kind of did a little bit. We haven't. Tell me tell me your thoughts on that whole thing. Um, it's just a means to an end. Yeah. I I remember thinking it was more meaningful back then. Like, oh, he gets the girl, but he doesn't even, you don't know how long they've been pen pals, or maybe you do, but I don't remember how long they say. All, I don't know, through high school, high school or middle school. He never, I mean, like, I mean, okay, yes, it's a comedy, but come on. You didn't know it was a woman. But exactly. You didn't know it was a girl because you didn't really speak good German. But then what are you really connecting with? Yeah. Um, It never, I mean, that, but whatever. Uh, Fine. If you want me to suspend my disbelief because it's a stupid comedy, fine. Yeah. I I need a couple more emails between the two or something like that. Yeah. Um, The brother, like his younger brother. uh, Go away. He's an annoying little Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The only only good part is when he gets slapped for at the end of the credits. Presenting the F word by Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, right. 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 I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And that's another thing too. What Micah yeah. is like the whole idea that Scott needs to be the good guy is that 
she sees him and they just start having sex in a confessional. Now, was that in yeah. the unrated version only? No, I mean, they still have sex in the confessional. I think it goes up like maybe a couple seconds longer. Okay, okay. Um, but that's not Scott. I don't think you see her. Uh, maybe you see her boobs. I don't think you see her fully nude. Right. In the actual original version. Right. Um, the dream sequence still happens though, where she takes her top off. Okay. Not in the confessional. So right. I think that was extended. Right. But that, like, 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 not that the fact that they would get together, but that you you show it to me, like that, like that's not Scott. And I'll go back to American Pie. You don't see them in the process of it. You, you, they 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 go away to the next day, and then you obviously uh, he's had sex sure. with her, you know. So, but so that's a, again that to me for me goes to that concept. Sure, it's, it's just not Scott. Scott's not, or I would be maybe more okay with that if that was Scott letting loose, mm -hmm. and you've seen that throughout the movie. Like him okay. starting to open up, but because he's kind of a calmer Cooper, it doesn't really mean anything. It works. It. So the ending of the film, when she shows up ridiculously at school and they're in the same dorm. Oh, that's just complete movie nonsense. Yeah. yeah. But that's the ending where they kind of, they get together, they hug and kiss and okay, they're going to hook up and then it ends. That's the ending that you get, you should get, not them having sex. Sure. Or you could even say like, the ending that Cooper and Jenny get for some reason to have airplane sex. Like that could be their yeah. ending too. You just, just don't show me the whole, like that's just not him. Yeah. But again, that's just me, I guess. No, I agree with, I yeah. do agree with that. That Scott, Scotty needed to be more the straight man. Like I said, it's one of my early notes right before the, the robot scene is that should be Cooper's. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what, uh, <laughs> did you, so I got a couple fact notes but if you've got other stuff in the film let me know in terms of like you know my thoughts <laughs> i mean you don't think anything was funny so oh jesus well, christ most, that's most of my notes don't be a don't don't, don't i'm not i'm just saying i'm not gonna go anything's funny. don't be I'm like that go i listen you i'm just not going to defend what you think is funny no, i'm not i'm not gonna try to shoot you down you can tell me <laughs> if you think it's funny um, did you see that they were really getting drunk at the graduation party? I didn't see that. So the kegs at the graduation party were were filled with beer. So the scene when Cooper gets thrown behind Scott, the actor's actually drunk during that scene. So nice. he, yeah. So just, just you know. throw me aside as you can. Yeah. Not going to feel it till tomorrow. Did you see the note? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the note that in Ontario, Canada, parents demanded heavy ID checks at the theater doors because their rating system is 14A. Yeah. So I, I would assume that's like a PG-13 kind of thing. And I still just love that it's because the movie has tits. It's like. Americans and Canadians were so like all the violence you want, but if there's boobs, hey man, I don't know if I need to, I don't know if I need to see my kids going to a movie where I need to see a jacuzzi scene where she's rubbing her boobs. But that scene's not in the. Well, what bothers me? You know what bothers? Okay, only fine. Well, we, this is what we watch. What bothers me most about that scene is not the rampant nudity, whatever, is the stupidity of, of this girl of this woman. Nobody is this dumb. <laughs> Nobody is this dumb. Nope. It's so like oh she's dumb because she's a hot babe, right? I'm like. Like what? Nobody is this dumb. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I did you notice one thing I like was glaring was how bad the Big Ben scene looked. Well, that's a green screen. It's a green screen, but it's so green screeny, and it was also grainy. Like there was a tear in the screen. Oh, maybe it was like just, the film reel. Maybe looked, they used some old prog. Yeah, green it looked really weird. I mean, it's twenty years ago, so I mean, technology. the rest of the movie didn't look like. I mean, it looked well, that's like the 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 English stuff. The that's the only scene where they tried to show you monuments and monuments. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Everything else was just on the streets and yeah. they just kind of decorated it. So but that was like, there like, was something wrong with the footage they showed of, you know, the, the big band and stuff like that. And the, the bridge, but it's just like something was 
wrong yeah. with the footage. But like even the scene at the school was in Prague. Like even that scene, oh, like the graduation. graduation. So that begs the question. So was Damon over there? He was shooting Born when they were doing this, right? Is that why he was yes, over there? Yes, I think he was already there. Okay, so he was just like, yeah, I got some free time. I'll come over. Okay, yeah. yeah. As I actually think they were shooting, they shot in similar locations at some point as well. Can you imagine going from Born and you're like, oh, I got to go do this. Uh, it's gonna be fun thing. But like, how could you like? I get it. Like actors and actors, but like right. that, you still probably have to like get yourself out of the Jason Bourne character. To, but that was, yeah, when he was doing boxing just to get the walk down. Right, and yeah, kind of yeah. He's definitely wearing a bald cap to do the shaved head and stuff. Is, is, is he? Yeah, because he, he was doing Bourne, so he already had the hair. So yeah, okay, okay, stuff. yeah. The other alt title I had was uh, Fistful of Euros, which I don't think makes sense. It was the ugly, they bought it, so right. Montecito Company bought this as the ugly Americans, and then they, because they did Road Trip and they wanted to try to capitalize on the success of Road Trip, they they renamed it to Euro Trip. Was Road Trip really that successful? I think it was. It, it it it. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know. Well, I mean, I can just look it up. But it was. It did business. It wasn't like because it was right after it was a long because America Pie came out. And as soon as America Pie came out, you had a series of those type of, of movies. movies yeah, out. yeah. So it was just one of those that you know it came out, but and it had people in it. I mean, Tom Green was. It's probably one of Tom Green's better films. I'm not a huge Tom road Green trip was 2000. Fan, yeah. So road trip. Yeah. <laughs> road trip has a budget of $16 million and it grossed worldwide 120 million. Holy crap. Yeah, opening wow. weekend. Op- well, here's the thing. Opening weekend, it did $15 million. It's domestic was 68 million. So it did about 40 million worldwide. So I wonder now, because I know you said that, you know, they're trying to say that the Europeans are disgusting, but I wonder if that hurt the worldwide gross, you know, they're, they're oh, kind I'm of sure rich worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no road trip was a big, 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 I, I should watch this. I should watch I it. Again. The same day. I haven't watched it. In forever. Seriously. I don't remember a lot of it. That's the problem. I, and it might I be, I forgot all about it until you started describing it to me. And I was like, yes. Okay. But also road trips, Todd Phillips. So you have somebody behind it. That's got a pedigree. You know what I mean? He's a pedigree now. Well, what are you talking about? Hangovers are great. The hangover movies are good. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. got a pedigree now. He didn't but, have a pedigree back then. No, but I'm saying, saying it's done by somebody who's, who, who, yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, so, so how about this then? Why, why are we saying this movie's forgotten then? Because you're right and I'm wrong? I think you have <laughs> to be a certain age range. Kind of. No, but like, I think you have to be a certain age range. To be fair. Think, oh, not to cut you off. Sure. I'm sorry. To be fair. When, so I, when we started this, Butler was like, I have a feeling you don't like it because when I posted it on my Instagram story, I said some movies should stay forgotten. I got like four or five people that messaged Disagreed. me. Yeah. Like, how could you say that? And they were all basically in their mid thirties. Yeah. 30s. So, yes. So I think you have to be within my age range to appreciate. I think if you're younger than me, you're going to find it inappropriate and it's totally not cool. Uh, how can you say these kind of things? And, you know, I hear that a lot from different people. Like, just like, shut up. This movie was made when it was made. And we say that a lot in the podcast. It's just like, it is what it is. And sometimes, you know, I would defend, but you know that I'm on that side of defending movies. I'm I'm just saying the younger generation. Yeah. I wouldn't go to bat for Euro trip. I'd go to bat for animal house, but I wouldn't go to bat for Euro trip, Um, but I hear you. That's fine. But yeah. So I think the younger generation is going to see Euro trip and be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, If anyone younger does like Euro trip, it's because there's boobs in it. But again, 
the internet's available. Yeah. So I don't think nowadays. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that doesn't matter even, as much now. Jesus, you see, I'm, if I'm on Twitter or Instagram, sometimes they just pop up. I'm exactly. like, what the hell is this? So it's like none of that really is like a draw anymore. Yeah. you can get it wherever. Yeah. So, but maybe that's to your point though, Butler, about how everyone's all uptight about sex over in North America. Maybe that's part of like we won't be as uptight about it anymore. Maybe. Or just keep it under like the oh, it's all secret. Well, man, <laughs> but, listen, I don't want to have any of that conversations with my kids. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think if you're younger, you're not gonna go go find this movie because I think you're gonna find it inappropriate. I think a world without cell phones, other than maybe Cooper's like satellite phone, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. I actually like the way it slides out, Matrix like. It's a definitely like a Matrix phone. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they they can really relate to it anymore. I think it's a, of a time. I think they're gonna find a lot of the jokes inappropriate, or just it won't make sense. I think if you're older, you're going to have seen it and be like, this is a stupid teen comedy because I don't get it. Mm -hmm. um, like you really need to be within that generation of watching the teen comedy where you are that age and it works for you. Uh, so I think that's why it's forgotten. I also think that I know I think I've seen this on TV a couple of times. It's so rated R that you cut out so much. It's almost unwatchable. Right. Uh, even without the nudity. So why I think it's forgotten is I don't think it's good, but to be fair, I think only boys like the guys like this film. I think a film like, uh, I think in order for a film to kind of stand up for people to like watch this movie sure. a lot, I think you need, it can't just be dudes who who watch this film like it. I think it's got to cross over to other genders. Well, I know Elise likes this film. She thinks okay. it's funny. Well, and my cousin fine. was the one that was texting me about sure. Xena having a cameo and sure. things that seems really funny. Do you own it on DVD? No. Why not? You love it so much. Why is it? A, why don't you own it? When I used to watch it, it used to always be on TV. Sure, it used to be on TV all the time, right? Or HBO or right. Cinemax. Or I, I just, I, I, I don't really go. I, I respect usually, your opinion. I just don't think this is a good film. I'm not saying it's the greatest comedy. Uh, that's fine. I don't. I just the think movie, it's a there's funny movies. There's movies. I love Hudson Hawk, but I don't think Hudson Hawk's the greatest comedy of all time. But I love Hudson Hawk. And yet you mercilessly defended it because I think it's. Exactly. I think it's. I think it's exactly. I th exactly, but yeah. I just. I just. I'm not I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. I just I don't see what you're seeing and I don't and I don't understand what you're trying to tell me about you or anybody who loves this film because I'm sorry, I just don't I don't think it's I just can't connect with it and I don't think it's but there's but see, here's the thing like there's films that I know are really good but I can't connect with either like oh I know that's a great film. I know that performance is really good. I just I just don't love it. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is a film that I just don't think is good. And and maybe I'm just too old. Maybe I'm, maybe this, maybe the podcast world is for young, for younger generation than me. And that's probably why it's ending, but I just don't, <laughs> our podcast, but I just don't, I just don't think this film is a very good film. And I just don't think it's sure. If there are moments that are funny that make you laugh, great, but it's, I'm not watching a vignette. I'm watching a movie, but anyways, I, I, I just don't think it stands the test of time. I don't think it's going to for the next 10 years. I would be very interested to know if you, I'm very interested to see if you watch this 10 years from now, if, if you felt the same way, not that if you oh, I hated it, but like if, <laughs> if it, if it kind of worth wears thin on you a little bit more, I'd be curious. I'm not going to write this down. So I'm probably not going to check that, but I'd be very <laughs> curious uh, if it would still hold up and further jaded, not just further jaded, but you see other, see other things, see other comedies, you know, I don't know. I Maybe think, you love it all the time. I think I'll always appreciate it because it's a teen comedy from of my generation. Sure. I don't see anybody, like I said, younger or older liking Eurotrip, but the people within my generation liked it. Sure. 
But I do think it's of that time period, and I don't think that time will come again. Not that that time. No, like, I, think so I don't see like older are gonna like it or younger will ever like it. No one's gonna pick this up other than people within my age. Oh, I what I was saying was everything was cyclical. Like you were saying, like maybe they won't make sex comedies and sex comedies again. Yes, they will. You don't think they will? They I do, think it'd we're be like very, a couple years away from from blockers that just came out. I think it'd be very different. Uh, maybe, but I think blockers was because it was all female. Was like, all right, let's do it. But I, I just think everything. I, oh, I think everything is cyclical and it changes, and people's. T- and I, I know it, there's there's a responsibility for stories to be, um, uh, appropriate and honest and respectful. But like, and this is not me. This is not my belief. But uh, money talks. You know. You know, studios are going to do what movies make sense. All you're looking yeah. at is one more Hangover to come out, or another American Pie to come out, and it makes three hundred million dollars, one hundred fifty million dollars in the box office of a thirty million dollar budget. All you're going to need is another one of those to come out and they'll start coming out again. That's what you're going to have. Like, look at like what you're seeing that comes out now is all these movies that have long, that have all these universes and big IPs, the John Wicks and, and all these movies that you don't think have IPs. Like all they're trying to do is build universes because what, what is so wildly popular and makes money Marvel. And that's why you have all these people. Welcome to the blockers universe. <laughs> the blockers verse. But that's why you have all that. That's why you're seeing all these are all copycats of that. Listen, I love John Wick, and I'll take any more John Wicks I can get. Right. But that's why you're seeing them because the success. Because the first one was success. They see what Marvel has done, and they're trying to capitalize. So the same thing's going to go for this type of film. All it's going to take is one film to come out that's great, and people are going to be like, "Oh, we've got the because they've got these scripts these, if you don't think these scripts are being written you're fooling yourself they're oh, there they're t- plenty of people your age and my age right. who are still writing inappropriate sex right they're there. just not making them because that. they they're like nobody wants to see this but when somebody wants to see it they're coming out so you know it's it's all i think it'll all come back around i just unfortunately just don't connect with Eurotrip. Nope. sorry guys <laughs> where can they find us you can find us at forgotten cinema podcast.com or forgotten entertainment.com as we are part of the forgotten entertainment Family, while you're there, check out all the other great podcasts and videos we have for you guys. Uh, not and just that's us, it. but all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to talk to us on Forgotten Summers the Lobby. Would tell us what you think about your trip. Um, I wonder if Field's right. It's going to be all the people like my age who like it. And then I think so. Older is going to be. I, you're right. I don't know anybody. I mean, I, it's not like I have conversations with people. Hey, what do you guys think of? Uh, I only know like the. I only saw the one person who replied to directly to the face, the Forgotten Cinema one, who was like, "Oh, this movie's fire." Oh, which one? Who did that? I don't that? remember who was that. That's fine. Was. That's fine. But look it up. But like, <clears throat> I'd be interested to see like how many other people take your side or my side. Sure. But yeah, let us know in the the lobby. <laughs> Join us next week as we're going to be watching uh, "Stay in the Same Decade" two thousand six. We're watching "The Astronaut Farmer" with Billy Bob Thornton. It's uh, written it's by the Polish brothers. I don't know if anybody knows Mark and Michael Polish and the movies that they do. This is probably one of their more mainstream films. Do you know anything about the Polish Brothers or this movie? Or I know that? of this movie. I know about this movie, but I've never seen this. Movie. Based on a true story. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if you like it. I really, I like this film. It really, uh, it kind of, it kind of, you don't expect it uh, in terms of like, oh, I'm gonna watch this film, but you're like, you don't. For me, it's like you don't expect like, oh wow, this is I really like this. Like so, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm a big Billy Bob Thornton fan. So I everything he does, he's really good. In, um, I mean, I love his show Goliath that, that came out on Amazon, but I know we've talked about that. Um, so anyways, that's next week. Um, the astronaut farmer until then, everyone, uh, don't watch your own trip. I'm just kidding. Uh, do whichever you like. I'm Mike field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been forgotten cinema. Cooper sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Goosey, Miss Goosey.